Hello and welcome to episode 10. Dieci. Dies. Zin. Dies. Sure. <laughs> episode motherfucking 10 of another witch podcast. I'm Alda. I'm Alan. And we are so stoked. It's our first episode of the new year officially. And we in the double digits. Wepa. Thank you so much for uh, inspiring us and encouraging us to continue our ridiculousness. Yeah, thank you. We're still going. <laughs> Stay tuned. In cosmic news, <laughs> the mood is... the Well, actually, we're going to have a full mood in <laughs> Cancer. He's like, where Friday. am I? <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it back and be a little bit more like collected after that. That was so funny. You're like, in cosmic. It's just going to get better. better well, now. you know, it's just getting now to be really emotional because the full moon <laughs> is going to be in Cancer on January 10th, which is coming up this Friday. Get the tissues. Yes. So we're going to be all in our feels, all sentimental-like. But at the same time, because we're going to be all sentimental-like, we're like that crab, right? The uh, the crab in Cancer that has that shell. So you're going to be feeling it so much, you're going to be like... Uh, I can't let people feel this. I can't people. I can't allow people to actually, um, you know, like see me, come near me, see me, yeah, come near me, because totally. I'm so vulnerable right now. Walls, 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 walls. Hard exoskeletons. <laughs> I yeah. know of which I speak. I'm a Scorpio, and I'm my one of my best friends is a Cancer, so I know all about the walls. I'm like, I'm good. I'm just gonna stay home, cry yourself to sleep, but won't nobody know about it. Like mm-hmm. that's a Cancer. Yeah. Also, uh, expect to maybe even have moments where you're feeling really protective and nurturing towards the people that you have very close to your to yourself. You know, your loved ones. Uh, you know, close friends. You totally. know, stuff like that. I always look at the Cancer as like the Queen of Cups. You know, if anybody who's a tarot enthusiast, the Queen of Cups is super emotional, very nurturing, very maternal, reflective, tends to be a little more reserved or just like a little quieter. Not necessarily shy, but like kind of shy, but mostly like likes likes to stay in their shell. They're a bit more Mm hermit-like, you know. So it's definitely kind of poignant. That our first full moon of the year is in Cancer because it is a bit reflective. It's a bit like, you know, incubation stage of the year where you're just like kind of just getting started, just planting these new year intentions and seeds. So it's a nice time with this full moon. Like, I mean, I'm sure most of you on average have already made your asks, right? Like you've already done your, I want to see this this year. 2020 is going to bring me this. 2020 is going to be this, 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 and that, and the third. So take a moment in this beautiful light under the full moon to just be grateful and full of gratitude and abundance for what is to come that you already know guaranteed is coming for you. Mm. I think it's also really cool uh, to know that right at the beginning of the new year, you're already hit with uh, confronting the the very inner world of yourself, right? Ooh, you yeah. know, to have to come to terms with things that you are going to be sh- feeling very strongly. Because I think this year, in order for you to be, you know, at the top of your game and get through stuff, you need to confront a lot of things that are, you know, that cannot be getting in the way as you're going to... Uh, you know, I don't know, take over the world. Ha, I can, uh, that actually 
is super on point for me personally. So I feel it. Like, that's how I started my year. Mm. Was very, like, reflective. Was very, like, okay. Like, tying up loose ends. Like, you gotta, in order for you to achieve dot, like, this is in the way. Or this has to get finished up. Or, you know, like, you can't start a new book while you still have another one. Like, you want to just kind of clear and make space for the things you've asked for. Definitely. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Awesome. So full moon energy coming at ya. We three kings of Orient are R R R R. I can't. I cannot. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, so the topic of the episode, <laughs> the topic of today's episode is the three wise men. Because we're at the Feast of the Epiphany. Yes, para todos mis latinos, son los tres reyes, hoy se bebe, hoy se fiesta, hoy se regala, hoy se come, mm-hmm. hoy se baila. And put little, um, put some hay in your sneakers. Yeah, or you put like a shoebox, you used to put it in your shoes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the tradition of uh, the twelfth day of Christmas, because that's what today is. The last day. The last day of the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, <clears throat> traditionally, I grew up ever since I was a kid. I could, I was able to stay home from school on Three Kings, and I would put a shoebox with hay in it, mm. or in my case, grass, because I live in the burbs, right? So I would have grass in a shoebox under my bed, and when I woke up. You would have some type of gift on Three Kings. Sometimes, um, like I know my mom hosted over the weekend for the Three Kings. Like you party literally, like I had said, I think in previous episodes, from Thanksgiving clear through today. Today is like the last day where it's like the biggest party. Yep. Almost because it's the end of the holiday season. And then after that, all the trees come down and Mm -hmm. everyone's like in incubation mode. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the way that we did it, um, we would put hay in our sneakers, but we had, like, fake hay. Like, you know, the stuff that you bought at the store. Yeah, yeah. So, and those are uh, for the camels, of course. Yeah, to feed the camels, yep. Um, And that was, that's almost like the version, like, I always pictured in my head of, like, you know, like, the cookies and milk that you leave out for Santa. Exactly. So, you know, but the Three Kings don't eat that. So, you just... And you don't... They're the ones bringing you gifts. So, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yo, my mom <laughs> never... Like, my mom would be like, Yo soy Santa Claus. Yo, I am Santa. Oh, my God. I don't know if I told you guys a story about how I discovered there was no Santa, but we don't have enough time for that today. <laughs> Let's just stick to the script. But, yeah, Three Kings was always such a big deal in my family. Yeah, and and um, it's it was like not like that big of a, like of a holiday per se. In ours, we kept up with traditions, but um, we still like because like for example, like I think I mentioned it in previous episodes. Like my father um would explain to me that um in Argentina, you would get like no. You would get, like, the boring gifts on Christmas Day. Right. Like, socks, underwear, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the real gifts, like, the stuff that you really wanted came up on Three Kings Day. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, speaking of tradition, because I know we talked about this in the previous episode about, like, New Year's traditions and Uh how we don't do the grapes. So, this year, I spent New Year's with my mom, New Year's Eve, brought in the New Year with family. And I show up, and my mom's got, I bought grapes. 
<laughs> so that I could be like, okay, this year, let's try this 12th grade thing. Because tra- before this mm-hmm. year, I didn't know anything about that tradition, which is now a trend. It's now trending. It Hashtag really is. grapes are sold out everywhere. Could not find grapes for the life <laughs> of me on New Year's Eve. So everybody, you know... <laughs> If they hate us because they ain't us, right? I mean, I found them, but it was a black market. <laughs> like, black, I had to go buy black market grapes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like people on the corner. Be- you had to be like, people, <laughs> let me get two or three pounds of those grapes, yo. yo. For real. I need some grapes for for Christmas. I mean, for New Year's Eve. For real. So when I show up to my mom's house, I had grapes. I had um, champagne. I had like a dessert or whatever. And I'm going to show up to my mom's house and be handed if you want to. <laughs> I will not. But anyway, so (laughs) she was like, oh, no way. I bought grapes, too. And so she had bought the red ones and I had gotten the green ones. So we went half and half. And she literally made little Ziploc bags for everyone Mm -hmm. with 12 grapes in them and all the things. And so it was the cutest. But as so I thought of you because it was so funny because I've never done this before. And it's not my mom's. Like, it's not my family's tradition. This is something that, you know... um, Again, it's trendy right now. Yeah. And so, and especially because it's a Latin tradition, we're like, well, fuck it, we'll do it. But I'm eating these grapes at midnight. And I'm like, do you eat the grapes, swallow the grape, then make the wish? Or do you just put all the grapes in and chew and just like hope that there's a grape for each wish that you say? Like, at what point do you take a break? 30 seconds. And then even before midnight, it was like 11.58. And I was like, champagne toast first, then grapes? Mm. Cheers with the, you know, and then because I had literally one glass of champagne and then grapes in the other hand. Which one do we do first? My mom was like, Yo no sé tú, pero yo me voy a comer la uva y después me bebo champagne. I'll drink the champagne whenever. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to house the champagne real quick. And then la, 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 la with the grapes. And that's exactly what I did. But when I got to grape three, I was overwhelmed. Like, I was like, do I make the wish? Do I eat the grape? I'm about to choke on this grape juice. What do I do? And my mom's like, sangana, como ta la fucking uva. And I'm like, I'm trying to eat the grapes. Like... I was thought of you the whole time because I was like, okay, I guess if I was seven, this would be like mad traumatic for me right now. See? But I was 37 and I was like, let me catch this buzz. Let me catch this champagne real quick. And then I'm going to figure this grape shit out. See, I did it the way too where I like inhaled and wolfed <laughs> down those those grapes. And then I chugged the champagne afterwards. Oh, is that what you did? Yeah, it was like a chaser, you know? Um, I chased right, it with that. Right, right, right. That makes so much sense. But I thought of you because I thought that was so funny. But getting back to the Three Kings, um, yeah. So that's usually so. One time, funny story. One time, my I was babysitting my uh, goddaughter, and my mom was dropping her off at my apartment, and she was like, <laughs> she gets to the door, and Gigi's looking at me like, hi, like confused, and I'm like, hey, what's up, girl? Like whatever. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, she does not know about the Three Kings. <laughs> explain it to her and i was like uh sure she was like maybe four or something and my mom was so disappointed because in my mom's family which Gigi, my goddaughter's a part of like it's Mm -hmm. such a huge deal and so i sat her down we watched a video together she was like oh so i was like yes technically we get gifts because of the three wise men it really has nothing santa claus isn't in the bible it has nothing to do with jesus like i'm trying to explain it to her mind you i was already like in terms of christianity i had one foot on the banana peel about to slide my ass up on out of here but was like i mean 
I cannot, and I couldn't tell her there was no Santa. So a picture cut to me trying to explain to somebody that Santa has nothing to do with Jesus, but it's the three wise men. I was like, this is so convoluted. Like I wanted to just flip the table over and be like, it's all a bunch of bullshit, you know? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, but the three wise men were interesting because even in the Bible, again, this is kind of pagan, like they were astrologers. They followed the moon. They were considered. They were called magi. So they were basically. um, They were basically like a bunch of Merlins. Yeah, they were. They were mystics, right? Sure, you know, like that's what they were. Yep. And um, heavy into like esoteric stuff. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, I don't know, like cabal conjuring things. Yeah, like if they were like cabalic or whatever. But they definitely were um, following the North Star. That's mm-hmm. how they found Jesus. And Jesus was, it was the coming. And this is, so this is why. Stories like this are why I still kind of hold true to the story of Jesus. Just not necessarily like the big picture divine story they try to sell us. Because these three men were told that a light bearer was being born. A messenger. Yeah. And so, like a prophet, if you will. Well, and that's the thing that's so cool about it. Because when w- people maybe, like, find it really hard to relate, you know, with that story. But right. it's really not that much different from what, you know, even when we do cosmic news and what we talk about. Like, yeah. what you should be expecting within, you know, like, a full moon and, and whatever sign or mm-hmm. a transit of whatever that's going on astrologically. Right. Because what we're talking about is the coming of something, you know, a prediction of something coming in. Exactly. So when that's why I really relate to the idea of the three wise men being astrologers, because that's pretty much what the message was when they were able to do the charts, you know, for the stars, they concluded that there's something big going down. You are so sexy when you're smart like that. <laughs> I just want to say that was super cute. Well, that's why I'm working on my sexy voice for Cosmic News. Oh, so okay. I, I like peeped a little bit of that just now with like your hand gestures talking about the cosmos and everything. You guys missed it, but yeah. it was very cute. <laughs> that was super cute. No, I totally agree with you. I think that's 100% on point. And so when you consider the story and how they brought gifts of the finest frankincense myrrh and gold Mm -hmm. um was to bring gifts to you know like a child that was going to change the world and they knew that you know and so and he did for better or for worse or for all intents and purposes, I am not anti-Christ. I am anti-establishment. <laughs> I am anti... I'm a little bit anti-church. Although, sidebar, I really did enjoy The Two Popes on Netflix. I watched it with my mom. And it's all the... Anybody who is a former Catholic, mm-hmm. I suggest watching it because Pope Francis, his the character who plays Pope Francis... Yeah. Hits the nail on the head in terms of, like, where the Catholic Church was going years ago. And, like, how it was, like, really corrupted and all the things that were going... I mean, listen, they've been corrupt since the beginning. But that it was kind of, like, a bit more on the sleeve. And so the things that he says is how I felt about the Catholic Church for a really long time. So Mm -hmm. I just thought it was super relevant to what's going on today. 
definitely a must-see for anybody who is or was or has ever been Catholic, so... Yeah, I mean, po- the current Pope is, like, super revolutionary. Anyway. He's amazing. Yeah. I'm into him so much. And now, I, oh, well, I liked him because he was Latino. Let's be frank. Woo, Argentina. That's it. I was like, oh, mi gente, I'm, like, rooting for you. Yeah. And then he, um, you know, they talk about his story and all of that. So I just thought it was interesting because I think he's wiser. Like, he's a good, I have no idea. But it feels like he's a better Pope than we've seen. Yeah, I think, well, I think um, I just relate to him in that kind of way. Because at the beginning, when he first, you know, became Pope, he started, like, switching things out like crazy. Like, yeah. you know, like, they had, like, that gold throne, I think, that they have for, like, yeah. the Pope. And he was like, give me, like, a, w- a basic wooden chair. Yo! And, like- <laughs> yes, he talks about that in the movie. He was like, nah, 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 I'm good with my cross right here. Like, I'm yeah. good right here. I don't need that big gold gaudy thing with the emeralds and the right. I don't need those shoes, those custom thousands mm-hmm. of dollars for these shoes. And he's like, I'm good on this shoe. Yeah, well, you know what's also, I, what I really also, like, really appreciate about him is that because he's a Jesuit. And the Jesuits nice. are, like, the scholars of of yeah. all the orders, yeah. of the priesthoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they, they are probably some of, like, the most, like, borderline non-Christian like right. order of priests because right, they would be right. like because they're so learned yeah and because right. like they include like all these philosophies right. and like science too yeah. that they're just like uh yeah that probably didn't happen right. so <laughs> like, i understand why you don't think that makes sense because it's highly unlikely yeah 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 he was talking shit there's a conversation between him before he becomes pope with him and um anthony hopkins plays um, Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict, yeah. And it's incredible, the conversation between the two of them. Pope Benedict was like, I disagree with everything you say. And I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. They're going to fight. Ooh, the popes are going to fight. Pope it was fight. so great. Yeah. Yo, it was, I was like a pope fight. I was like, this is a... My mom and I were like, pero wow. My mom was like, this is beautiful. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just thinking about like traditions and the holidays and the three kings. But um, yeah. So things to think about when wrapping up this season, I feel like it's all about gratitude and considering, I, you know, I think for a witch to be talking about, oh my God, wait, can I sidebar you one more time? So my mom, we were talking about something. I was telling her about like my 2020 calendar and like some of the events for whether it's the moon and the muse or like the witch city gathering, the tarot Mm -hmm. gathering I was telling about in in Salem, stuff like that coming up in July. And I'm like, so my aunt's like, oh, so you're just like full witch 2020. Here I am world like whatever. And I'm like, my mom was like, no, 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 she's not a witch. She is a life coach. I started dying. <laughs> I was like, Edna, when and where oh, have that's you ever... Cute. Is it? Or is it oppressive as hell? I was like... I it think was- she was just trying to find a different way for your aunt to understand what it is that you're doing. I think what fascinated me was that it was kind of like cool when it was a hobby. Mm-hmm. It was cool when it was just like a study. Like just me studying or whatever. But now that like... I'm being recognized as a witch and being like courted as a witch and being hired to do magic stuff, spiritual work, whatever. It's like taking on a new, it's like bigger. Mm -hmm. And it made my mom uncomfortable. And I had never even considered it because I was, I've always been very open with her about 
what I'm doing. And so for her to be like, I don't, she literally says to me, well, I don't like that word. And I was like, well, I finally do. Mm-hmm. And you can't take it from me. But I was like looking at her. This was on New Year's Day. I was looking at her like, I can't even believe. I thought we were past this. Like, I thought we were way past you feeling some type of way. But she was like, what, now you're going to be on television? You're going to be a witch on people everyone's going to know? And I'm like, mom, the secret is out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's no going back now. Yeah. But I just thought that was so interesting. Oh, the holidays. Oh, yes. They're over. Just be glad that, yeah, you don't I'm have to in. do something else for another several months. For real. So. <laughs> right? Until the next somebody's birthday announcement. But <laughs> whatever. But yeah, the th- so the three kings are always very traditional for that reason. What I was going to say between my 16 sidebars, was that as a witch discussing the three wise men, it's like fascinating because we work with incense Mm -hmm. and metals and crystals and things. So for them to be traveling with these special gifts to give to this baby, it just kind of brings it all full circle that it's all connected. You know, it's all like the story of human of humanity. And it's not like, you know, they, they, I don't know how to explain it. Like Constantine, you know, I'm always ready to blame. <laughs> we don't have to talk about Constantine ever again until next Christmas. But for one more time to bring it home, <clears throat> when he came and decided that he was going to, um, you know, create the Roman Catholic Church mm-hmm. and that he was going to make... Catholicism, like the official religion of Italy and the Roman Empire. Yeah. He's changed a lot of these stories. He switched up a lot of information uh, to suit his agenda. It's prop- it was propaganda, ultimately, to sell himself as like an emperor who was like all encompassing and like, you know, oh, everybody can be a part of the Roman Empire. Like, if you're Catholic, it's cool. I'm going to stop persecuting you. But that's the best thing that I like about when you actually read into like a lot of these stories because when you look at the details of them Mm -hmm. you see the pagan backgrounds behind them totally that it's it's like yes like we have christian all thrown up in your face right but then like you start reading the details of you know for example the gifts that were brought over right to to jesus and you start really seeing that there's more esoteric meaning behind it you know like I remember um, reading that, you know, gold was given to him. It's all symbolic, right? right. It was like the Messiah starter kit. Ah, like- <laughs> the Messiah starter kit. You would think you're so cute. He's 2020, Alan is guns blazing, sexy, smart guy. Yeah, because they gave him gold and they, because that was like, symbo- like symbolizing like, like royalty. you know, because it's, yeah, yeah, royalty really rare. You know, it was, it's always been a very rare and precious metal. Mm. So they were giving that to him for representing that about him. Like, he's a rare commodity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's the one. Mm-hmm. And then they gave him frankincense for his priestly role in mm-hmm. terms of how he would lead people. Yeah. And then the myrrh, which had to do with, you know, myrrh has to do with healing ability. Right. And also, like, the mortality. Because I think they right. use it in the ancient world for, like, embalming. Embalming. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, that whole idea of, like... Yeah. I mean, not for nothing, Jesus. We love you. But it was like, I felt like, I forget which wise man gave that to him, but he was like almost like giving him like a little like foreshadowing. He's like, you don't know what you're going to use this for yet, but right. you, you might keep this be. this in your pocket. <laughs> right. 
Especially when you're like around 33 years old. (laughs) You remember me when. (laughs) Right. Because we don't know what happened to you for a solid 20 years, but. Yeah, so. That's so funny. It's it's all symbolic, but you see how. how like there's so much remnants of of these very like paganistic types of practices. Totally, because you know frankincense and myrrh is used in um temples to mm-hmm. sanctify. So it was also kind of like them bringing these gifts to like create sacred space. Like okay, this superhuman of sorts has been born. Like now, like let's create sanctuary for him as well. Like bring him yeah this temple exactly this sanctuary. So I love that. And that's what we all like burn incense and burn all these things all the time for that purpose. They're a part of divination work. They're a part of, you know, most temples, a lot across the board in different faiths use these same blends. So Mm -hmm. what the Three Kings blend uh, incense, which is you can get it online, super big in like hoodoo culture, is um, frankincense, Mm -hmm. myrrh. And benzoin? Yes, yeah. Cool. And benzoin's the one... Isn't benzoin the one that if you, like, flash it into fire, it, like, poofs? I think that's the one. Is that the, the one, one that poofs? Yeah. So if you're ever trying to be fancy for your friends, throw a little benzoin into, like, open flame, and you're, like, the cool guy that made the flame sparkle. Because it'll, like, poof. But you got to be careful. Now they're going to be like, well, I heard on another witch podcast... Explain it to the fire department. I heard on another witch podcast True. that I can make fire poof with benzoin. <laughs> so, but if you do go on like a camping trip, go for it. I mean, if thank you, you outdoors. <laughs> but remember, outdoors. Smokey the Bear says <laughs> yeah. that's not even funny right now with what's no, happening really in Australia. Not. It's too soon. And there were two earthquakes in Puerto Rico. Pray for Mother Today, Earth. Yeah. Pray for Mother Earth. Two earthquakes in Puerto Rico. This amazing like. Um, it was like it looked like a keyhole um out of a rock formation broke because of the earthquakes. That's crazy. I just remember hearing earlier in the morning that there was one like in like the Ponce area mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico and then I didn't know about the second one. Yeah. Yeah, there were two. So between the fires in Australia, which are a hot mess because they're yeah. in summertime right now. Yes. So it's like it's really bad. So it's like I thought about the fire thing and immediately was like, oh, I can't laugh at that. Some of these mm-hmm. videos with the the um, kangaroos and the koalas, because they're responsible for like a significant amount of like amazing wildlife that is, could become extinct if the fires aren't. Yeah, they're already controlled. talking about like whole species being wiped out. Oh, my God. That is so fucking sad. Yeah. So, you know, definitely... Um, Pray for Mother Earth. Yeah, dude. Pray for um do some do some work for uh for Australia. Absolutely. And for the earthquakes too. Absolutely. I know, like our topic of the episode was the three wise men because we wanted to talk about these three mystics that are mentioned in the Bible that come to visit Jesus. Another mystic. They're like, hey, new mystic dude. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, Australia, fuck. Like I, that happens to me all the time. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but like I'm going about my life and I'm like trying to like, you know, do my thing. And then I just get like hit with all this like random human tragedy and it's so hard to but that's okay because here at another witch podcast we have to include the real world and also the things that you know are also going on within the witch world or the spiritual world which does have to do with you know the holiday of three kings but 
Holiday Three Kings happens to be having these things going on yeah. around it, you know, around mm-hmm. this date. So we're like not in a vacuum. So yeah. I guess, it, listeners, we should really encourage you to never live <laughs> within a vacuum <laughs> and uh, remember that, you know, your spiritual or magical practices do need to be able to kind of uh, extend out of your just your personal life and really go out into what's really going on in the world. So Definitely. We talked about in the last episode an offering, and we've talked in previous episodes about prayer. So when you are asking, you know, with the full moon, I mean, with the new year and the full moon and all these and setting intentions under the waxing moon and all of these things, Every once in a while, like, throw throw another culture, throw somebody a bone. Say a prayer. It won't cost you a cent to say a prayer for someone else. Mm-hmm. People you don't even know. Everyone in Australia, the, you know, the children in cages at the border or, you know, like, just throwing that energy, that healing, helpful energy towards them. If you believe in your own magic, then imagine the impact that that, that magic can have on someone else yeah and you can utilize the magic of today um you know i mean at the time of the pub by the time it will get published it'll be after three kings day but three kings day you know we without mentioning earlier three kings incense it that uh incense blend is uh protection and purification incense Mm -hmm. so you can use the essence of today's holiday of the three kings and burn that type of incense along with, you know, a petition paper that is asking for protection, you know, for, you know, the wildlife in Australia, protection for the people who have been impacted by the earthquakes in, in Puerto Rico. Um, so that, you know, they or the can get war, it. the war in Iran is awful. Whatever the know. fuck. I know. Okay, I'm not going to get political, I promise. But whatever is going on. We got to just pray. We got to pray that that the good will prevail over evil and that we will come out of this better on the other side and united. Because it always, the scary part is that the things that unite us are the things that are really like tower moments. Mm-hmm. Are the things that bring people together. Like those really terrifying like, oh shit, the world could end. Like, we should stop fighting. Yeah. You know? So, like, let's pray that we get a peaceful resolution that doesn't include World War Three. Definitely. On a lighter note, <laughs> fuck Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this witch got to say about that. I'm, I'm here for that, so... <laughs> Moving on to the item of the episode. Item of the episode. Item of the episode. Item of the episode. We're going to be talking about frankincense and myrrh. My favorite. We three kings. Oh, no. Wrong no. segment. Yeah, we did already. <laughs> <laughs> but frankincense and myrrh is a big deal, right? The biggest. Because we can use it for a lot of things. One, for sure, as the Palo Santo... Uh, sage alternative. So, yes. guys, we've already given you copal. We've already given you yerba santa. We've already given you all these other alternatives for palo santo and sage. Cut it out. Exactly. Stop it. Frankincense and myrrh is biblical incense. 
and old <laughs> as fuck even before biblical. De los ancients. Yeah, <laughs> de los ancients. <laughs> it's like five thousand years old that it's already been been used. Ridiculous, for. right? Wait, tell them the part about how frankincense and myrrh comes from the same sap. I was like, what? It comes from the same plant family. How crazy is plant that? Plant family. Okay, yeah. so two different plants. Bueno, sí. Pero la misma familia. Son primo. Son primo. Ah, so frankincense. Primo hermano. Frankincense and myrrh are brother cousins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a Latin. I don't think anybody else says primo hermano. No, there's no us. word. There's no translation for it. There is think. no. How do you translate primo hermano? I'm, brother cousin. Cousin. Brother, brother cousin. But that also sounds like something really sounds incestuous. Like, sounds real deep down, <laughs> wild. I will say sounds, but I'm not trying to offend anybody unless you live in a red state. Mm, true. Because <laughs> then I don't know if I care that much. <laughs> But yeah, they basically are primo hermanos, frankincense and myrrh. Dope, badass. So uh, how can you use it? My favorite use for frankincense and myrrh is um, I have it in incense form and I have mm -hmm. it um, in resin form. Yes. So I'm, when I say incense, I mean like an, a traditional incense stick. Right. And I also have it in resin form, which comes in like little pebbles. Mm -hmm. And I crush it. Blend it with stuff. I actually also have a Three Kings blend that I bought at a botanica that I like a lot, which has the frankincense and myrrh already in it. Well, I remember you actually gave me, uh, as a gift a few oh, months yeah. ago, the Three Kings. That I bought you that in Paris, at an African botanica in Paris. That shit was uh, legit cool. as fuck. When I got there, and here I go with my sidebars, but when I got there, they were closing. And so all the stuff that they had on the street was in the store, and so I couldn't get into the entire botanica but i was looking around like this is exactly the place i need to be they had candles they had an herb for every saint they had That's resins cool. resins and incenses for every saint candles like they had the tea for saint expedite that's where i got that that's you know right, like yeah. yeah like they had so much stuff there that i was like lost my mind and they were african and so all of their stuff they're like yeah we get all of our stuff from um i forgot where they said what country but i was like that's Amazing, and I want to take everything home. <laughs> That's why I paid 91 euros to <laughs> check my bag. So you can use frankincense and myrrh, though, as a thing for cleansing, right? right. For purification. Yeah, I, cleansing, purification. Um, anytime I'm doing any... Anytime I'm creating sacred space, it's one of my favorite things to use yes. initially. So I'll like light frankincense and myrrh and walk around with it. Mm -hmm. And then I've kind of like... It's almost... Like, I don't want to say it's like calling the corners because it's different. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But it is sanctifying the space you're in. So I like to think of my apartment as a sanctuary anyway. But when I'm trying to uh, heighten the level of temple, worship, sanctuary, divine energy. Like when I'm trying, mm -hmm. when I light frankincense and myrrh and do that, like a whole thing where I walk around. And it's almost like you see the priest do it. In church or anything like that. Yeah, with the sensor. Yes, right? exactly. So when I do that kind of a vibe, it's because I'm trying to call in spirits. Like I'm trying to like cleanse the space Ooh, because yeah. I'm trying to connect with my divine spirits, etc. That's, That's awesome. Definitely. Because mm -hmm. uh, one of the other things too that I thought was is really poignant to mention <laughs> is <laughs> I like using big words every once in a while <laughs> is um is the fact that frankincense and myrrh actually are considered um, solar 
uh, resins or solar herbs. I mean, you call it herb, I guess, but they're they're considered solar. So for deities that are related to the sun, you can dedicate those types of, uh, you know, you can dedicate frankincense and myrrh to them. So you know, you, you have your Apollo, your, um. Uh, I'm That's so interesting mind. that you say that because I consider myself Helios, a moon maybe. child. Helios, yeah. literally. Um, it's so funny that you just said that because I consider myself a moon child, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I follow the moon, I'm attuned with the moon, you know, my cycle flows with the moon, etc. So for me to find that elevated divine energy with frankincense and myrrh, I it's funny that you just said that because this happens to me all the time. We have revelations all the time. Very, very uh, candid about that. But it's like the balance, like restoring the Mm. balance. Because like if I am feminine energy, right? Like I am a goddess unto myself. Then by burning frankincense and myrrh, I'm bringing in that balance of masculine energy Mm -hmm. in order to sanctify the space. Yeah. I am goddess, hear me roar type shit. I love that. See? On the money. Frankincense and myrrh all day long. Definitely. Nice, nice. Burn it in your house. Burn it in your car. Burn it. I mean, just yeah. don't do that. You but. can also, you can, if you're not into smoke, you can do frankincense and myrrh essential oil. Yes, you can do the oils. I have frankincense essential oil is in my money soap that I make. Oh, very yeah, yeah. Nice. I like it. I just like I really originally did it because I like the smell, and then I researched it, and it does. It is um, it repels negativity, but also draws. It's attractive, so I thought that was interesting. But yeah, an essential oil diffuser moment with frankincense and myrrh, maybe a little patchouli or lavender mixed with it, or you can do orange with it. Um. Let's see, what else is a nice combination with frankincense and myrrh? Orange, I like patchouli, um, bergamot is really good. Oh, I like a definitely. citrus. I like the citrus to balance. Mm-hmm. It sweetens. It just adds a little bit of tart to like the heavier note. Mm-hmm. So it elevates it because citrus is a top note and frankincense and myrrh is a base note. Here I go talking uh, aroma therapy nonsense, but... Yeah, so you can really, it doesn't have to be incense if you're not into that. You can even get yourself a roller that has frankincense and myrrh in it and be walking around smelling like a temple. I love that shit. What? I would smell so sexy to me. Like that earthy. It's very Tom Ford. Tom Ford loves a good oud. And oud, oud is a wood, but it's all in the same deep family. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's uh got a, a lot of very very high vibrational, very Ooh, um point. yeah, very like elevated types of uses. So, if you know, keeping in with the holiday uh and this time of the year, you know, the beginning of the year, burning it is a good way to start off the year. So, that's a good idea. And actually also burning it for the full moon. I was just thinking that. It's yeah. cool because the full moon is goddess energy at its highest, right? It's that divine feminine energy. Then burning frankincense and myrrh for, for the moon is kind of like, again, creating that balance of feminine and masculine energy mm-hmm. at their heights. And might be actually very helpful, too, if you are having trouble then 
I would think that you could probably use it if you're having trouble um, managing the vulnerable uh, vulnerability and Ooh. the like emotional like rockiness of that cancer Yes, mode. look at you manifesting. I like so, it. So if it's like, you know, instead of like building the walls, maybe... Because you know I'll be ready. I'm like brick, 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 brick. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Maybe. Unless you're undocumented looking for asylum and then right. I'm here for you. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe the idea then of burning like frankincense and myrrh mm. uh, during that time to kind of help mm. bring a little bit of balance from all right. those emotions felt. And strength and kind of like that ancient wisdom as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think burning frankincense and myrrh also will help connect you to your ancient wisdom. And I think that's super important too. So enjoy yourself some frankincense and myrrh and pick up some Three Kings blend. For this episode's ritual, we're going to talk about something that is super old school, um, very root magic based kind of a joint. Um, but we're also going to include our item of the episode. So if you've listened to our podcast regularly, then you know that we love our candles, our incense, our um, petition papers, and Mm -hmm. we like to set a mood anytime that we're conducting ceremony or doing spell work. Yeah, making that mental shift into a different space. Yeah. You know, they suggest changing your clothes. Like, if you have anything that you wear just for magical practices or if you have like for example if it's, it doesn't have to be a cape or anything like that but it can be like a specific dress that you like it could be a head wrap for me i use a head wrap when i'm doing certain magical practices i'll wrap my hair um i have different wraps but i think it's just the wrapping of my head <clears throat> that makes me feel i don't I, I it's hard to explain but it's something about it capturing that my divine and there's like that crown but in a very Different kind of way. Anyway, so I might do No, I, I get it, too. I, I actually use, um like, handkerchiefs, actually. Yeah. Um. So... And it's a thing, because even, like, you know, in the Jewish tradition, they cover their heads in temple. The Pope covers his head. Um, imams and sheikhs and them, they cover their head. So there's something very uh, spiritual. It is a... It's humbling. It's like a humility moment where you're, like, covering your head... Because now you are going to be uh, connecting to deity mm-hmm. in a way. So anyway, I like to do that. Um, and we can expand on that in another episode. We always <laughs> say things that are like, that's a whole episode. Yeah. But um, anyway, so once you've kind of set your stage and you do the things that prepare you for ceremony or for spell work, um, you clear your, your stage I I like to use, like I've said this before, I like a snack table. It keeps things neat. It keeps them concise. You pull your snack table out. I spray it with some type of a clearing water. Right now I'm using a Palo Santo spray, again, as a Palo Santo substitute. Um, I'm using a Palo Santo spray, and then I'll wipe it down, and I'll put all my items on this little snack table. Um, So what we're going to do is it's a, kind of like an offering and a ritual at the same time. So what you're going to do is you're going to need an apple, it's very in keeping with the season as well. So you're, it's it's basically a deconstructed brew. Me and my apple brews, right? But it's basically an apple, cinnamon, uh, powder cinnamon, or stick. It's fine. Pero apple como de gala, apple, pink lady, honey crisp. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Such a pain in the ass. Macintosh. <laughs> oh, Macintosh. Yeah. So you're going to take your laptop and the <laughs> cinnamon. <laughs> Silly. Um, I, I like a red apple for mm. traditional purposes. Yeah. But I'm sure a green apple wouldn't hurt. But there's something about a red apple that is more traditional. I envision it always with the red apple for sure. I always picture a Macintosh apple for some reason, like a bright red, juicy apple that's kind of high mm-hmm. and really like really sharp, pointy at the bottom. Pero como un red delicious apple, right? I want a oh, un red delicious un Macintosh. Algo rojo. Do you want a red apple? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pain in my ass. Red <laughs> apple, um, cinnamon stick or cinnamon powder. Uh, either one is fine. I like two cinnamon sticks, an apple. And you're basically going to put them on a plate. Um, if you can, I mean, this is like now I'm asking for a lot, but if you can manage to get a plate that belongs to an ancestor, like a, an elder in your family, whether it's a plate, a tea saucer from your grandmother, um, something from your mom, something from an aunt or an uncle, somebody you cared about, anything like that is better because now it's enchanted and it's like handed down it's like becomes an heirloom and it becomes something that you can use specifically just for magical practices Mm. but um anyway so you're gonna take your plate and you're gonna smudge it with whatever incense you have burning you're gonna place it over the flames and you're going to this is for um abundance prosperity wealth health I mean, it covers a multitude of things. It's uh, So you're going to put the apple down. You can cross the cinnamon sticks. You don't have to, but I like to cross them. And then you're going to take your honey and you're going to drizzle it over the apple and the cinnamon in ceremony. And this is like you're calling in prosperity. This is for gratitude, joy, abundance, the sweetness of the honey, the warmth of the cinnamon, and the juiciness of the apple. So the juice of the apple, the seeds from the apple are for fertility. The sweetness of the honey, the golden color is for money. And the warmth of the cinnamon is for joy and abundance. So those things all together, put them on a plate. You can put them on the altar. You can put them out for the full moon. You can um, put them in a safe place. Like, I mean, I like the altar. I like putting them out on a windowsill. I like putting them under the moon. And the cool thing is, is that it'll keep for a while, but you shouldn't keep her for more than about nine days. Because mm-hmm. in the apple, we've talked about this before. Once it's not edible, it's no longer food for your gods. Like it's over at that point. Yeah. Once it starts coming into like some other kind of like color or you know, like discoloration, basically, you start seeing some sort of decomposition. It's not a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like at that point, it's over. So you want to catch it before that, which is why you like to give yourself windows. Like I'm going to do this for seven days. I'm going to do this for nine days. So for example, like there's 14 days in the waning cycle, right? So if the full moon from the full, you can do it for the full moon and leave it out until the new moon. And then right before the new moon, you can do a completely different thing. Because an apple, if you get a fresh, beautiful, delicious apple, it'll keep for two weeks. Definitely. Yeah. So um, that is your ritual of the episode. 
And I hope you love it. I want to hear all about it. If you do do it, don't tag us in any photos because you should not post them. Don't post your work, please. <laughs> but definitely DM us. I know we don't. We're not into that. But definitely DM us any questions or concerns you may have regarding um, the preparation. In conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Three Kings Day, Día de los Reyes Mago, Día de los Tres Reyes, eh, Día de la Epifanía. Hoy se bebe, hoy se baila. And uh, Happy Full Moon coming yes, up. Yes, yes. It's the first full moon of the year. It's the wolf moon. It's the moon you have to howl at. Like, if you're going to howl at any moon, it's this one. Yes. So, uh... Just even though before we said don't take pictures of your altar, please send us, you know, at least some voice recordings of your best howls because that would be great. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll put them in our next episode. Oh, that oh, would be- oh. Ow! Your poor cat is terrified right now, but that's okay. Sorry, Bill. Like, where? Where? <laughs> where? He's like, where? Why? Anyway, I love a good wolf, though. Um... We appreciate you guys. We love you guys so much. (laughs) Happy New Year again. We're so excited that you're on this journey with us. We cannot wait to share so much more with you. We have some really fun things coming in store this year. So, so, so excited about so many things. And um, we love you. Follow us. Subscribe. Like. Share. Make sure you're getting the word out. The more people that know, the faster we grow. And then we can turn this into a whole thing. A revolution, right? Yes, because the revolution will not be televised. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys.